let's get into the word of the Lord. I promise not to keep you too long. God's good. Especially since my grandson will be here in just a little while. I guess Mike and Kristen too, but, but my... Gloria's bringing them back from the airport. I don't know if they're going to get back here or not, but hopefully they will. I know you want to see Jack. You just live for that moment, so amen. All right, so we're going we're gonna to talk about, I don't know if any of you even know who this is. Does anyone know who Rhoda is? Some of you know who Rhoda is. I never preached on Rhoda. I may have mentioned her somewhere along the line. But Rhoda, I like, I, I like this because Rhoda is just like most of us. Just an ordinary person in Scripture who got her name. When you get to heaven, you're going to say, after you see all the big shots, you'll say, where's Rhoda? I want to meet Rhoda. Because Rhoda's just like all of us. Rhoda has a servant's heart. She has those gifts of service and helps. Come on, church. Don't ever let the devil belittle you because all you do is help out. I hear people say that. Well, all I do is help out. Really? That's huge. That's huge. We recognize that as a spiritual gift at Journey Life Center. We, we recognize that as something God gives people to do. And without you, the church would not be the church. So we're going to get into this a little bit, but let me, let me back into this a little bit. And, and well, let me say this, too, that, that today the message is not about you. Look, they're leaving already, leaving already. It, it's not about you. It's about letting you know that if you'll pray, your loved ones, that miracle you've been waiting on, might be just one encounter away. God's going to start doing something. I believe we are on the verge of a harvest. And do not let the devil say, but maybe not my family. The devil is a liar. Why not your family? He saved you and you were a tough nut. Come on. I know some of you were born saved, but... If God could save me, he can save you. Boy, I wish some of you knew me back in the day. Even Gloria didn't know me before I was saved. Come on. If God will save me, he'll save you. He'll save your loved ones. And sometimes you say, well, how many of you here say, that was the last one I thought God would ever save? Listen, sometimes it's easier to save the one that is furthest away from God than it is the one that's kind of halfway in, halfway out. I, I, sometimes I think I'd rather preach to a room full of ice-cold Christians than I would lukewarm Christians. Lukewarm are tough to preach to because they, uh, they think they don't have anything, you know, they're fine. No, you're lukewarm. And that makes people sick. All right, I'm, I'm chasing rabbits. In a minute, we're going to go to Acts chapter 12, but let me, let me just bring you up to speed. Because on the day of Pentecost, how many remember how many people got saved through one sermon, one day, 
one hour on the day of Pentecost. You remember how many? Let me give you a hint. Let me give you a hint. It wasn't three. It wasn't 30. 3,000 people got saved with one message. I remember when I first got saved, I thought, my God, if we ever see that again, if we ever see 3,000 people get saved in one service, surely the rapture will be the next thing on the agenda. But you know what? 3,000 people are getting saved all the time in one services, not in America. But in Africa and South America and China, you know, the fastest growing church in the world is in China. And they can't even have church buildings. or They have to be approved by the government in order to have church. Some of you are scared to death. Oh, what's the, what's the government going to do? Forget the government. Let them shut us down. We'll have better church. Some of you will backslide. But those of you that got it will keep it. Come on. And, the ch- and I, even if the church isn't full, we'll worship in the parking lot. We'll, we'll go to Myers in the meat section or something. We'll, we'll meet together some way, some while. And man, God will just do a greater work. You, listen, you try to persecute the church, it'll just get scattered. Oh, I'm getting ahead of myself. I'm getting ahead of myself. So, so 3,000 get saved in Acts chapter 2. And then, then you just go over a couple of chapters to Acts chapter 4. And it says 5,000 men. So many people were getting saved, they couldn't count the women and children anymore. So if 5,000 men are saved, that must be what? 15, 20,000 people now are saved just in Jerusalem. Come on, that's just in a few months' time. Then you go over to Acts chapter 9, and it says, and God multiplied the church. In Acts chapter 2, he added 3,000. By Acts chapter 9, he's multiplying. Oh, God, I want to kiss. I love it that God's added 30 families to the church, but I want to see multiplication in the church. Can you imagine just doubling overnight? There's a harvest coming, hallelujah, and it's your loved ones. And there just may be one encounter away. So many people are getting saved, they stopped counting. And they just said, God's multiplying. So let's, let's zoom in, which has a whole different meaning now. <laughs> let's zoom into this little house where there's a prayer meeting going on. How many of you have ever been in a, one of those home prayer meetings? Right? Aren't they great? 12, 15 people. Everyone's praying. Every once in a while, you swat one of the kids. And everyone's praying and seeking the Lord. And someone brings out an old, old guitar, and they don't even know how to play it. We'll just strum on this thing, right? In the first service, I said, someone brings out the spoons. I said, I said that'll be Will. Will will bring out the spoons. He said he knows how to play them. I mean, just or an old tambourine. Let's, let's just start playing, beat on the couch, whatever it is. We just, you know, right? We don't, we don't need a fancy, fantastic praise team, right? We, we don't need to turn the, we, we just need to just out of our heart, out of our heart. I, I remember being on, on board the ship and we would do cruises and, and I, I, would, I would be the guy in charge of the prayer meetings and the Bible studies on the ship when we were out to sea. And just a handful of guys, sometimes officers would come and all of a sudden we're all just worshiping God together. I was, I was in charge and I got to tell the lieutenant what to do. It was awesome. 
Just, just, just all of a sudden, you just put all the Navy stuff away, and everyone's a believer. So that's what, what was happening. And, and the reason they were praying is because something had happened to Peter. Because in spite of all the growth going on in the church, the church was being persecuted. Stephen was stoned to death. And as these rocks are hitting him, hitting him in the head and hitting in his body, he's look, he's not ducking stones. He's looking up to heaven and he said, I see Jesus at the right hand of the Father. He said he was standing at the right, not sitting. He's standing at the right hand of the Father. You know why he was standing? He was giving him a hand up. Come on up, Stephen. You know, you don't care about rocks when you see Jesus. They, they went and killed James. Remember James and John? Sons of thunder. They killed James. Put him in prison. Killed him. Well, now they got Peter. So now Peter's in prison. So let's, let's, let's pick up the story in Acts chapter 12 and verse 11. So when, Peter had, so when he had arrested Peter, what? I need, I need verse 4. Thank you. So when they arrested him, he put him in prison. This is King Herod. Put Peter in prison and delivered him to four squads of soldiers. You know, Jesus got away. So they're going to lock this guy down to keep him, intending to bring him before the people after Passover. Verse 5, we'll go to verse 11. Peter was therefore kept in prison, kept in prison. But what? Constant what? But constant prayer. Remember, thousands now are saved. Constant prayer was offered to God for him by the church. They weren't meeting in church buildings because they weren't allowed. They didn't have church buildings. They met in homes. So all over Jerusalem, tens of thousands of people are meeting in homes. And little home prayer meetings are going on everywhere. And when Herod was about to bring him out that night, Peter was sleeping. Now, wait a minute, wait a minute. He's chained between two soldiers. And how many know prison back then wasn't like prison today? And, 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 and it's, it's a nasty place. And he's about to die, and Peter's snoring away. How many believe Peter snored? He's just that kind of guy. So he's, you know, the soldiers can't even sleep because he's making so much noise. And Peter is sound asleep. I mean sound asleep. That's peace. Some people think peace comes when everything in my life's okay. No, peace comes when, you, when your life's falling apart and Jesus steps in. <laughs> peace is something you experience that's supernatural, that doesn't make sense, that shouldn't be there. But the, how many just, listen, sometimes the answer is yes, sometimes it's no, sometimes it's wait. But all I need is the presence of the Lord. And if the presence is there, I can take a no. I can take a weight. I, I can take some persecution. I, I just need the peace. I need the peace. So anyway, so he's sleeping, bound with two chains between two soldiers. Now behold, an angel of the Lord stood by him, and a light shone in the prison, and he struck Peter on the side. Some of us need a swift kick in the pants. 
hit him on his side, raised him up saying, Arise quickly. And his chains just fell off. See how easy it is for Jesus to set you free? The chains just fell off. And the angel said to him, Gird your side, put your belt on, <laughs> tie up your sandals, put your shoes on. He said to them, put on your garment and follow me. We're out of here. So he went out and followed him and did not know that what was done was by, the, by the angel was real, but he thought he was seeing a vision. He was in deep sleep. He thought he, thought he was actually having a vision or a dream or something. He, he just said, wow, this is really cool. And the angel's like, stupid. This is real. I really am opening these doors. And when they were past the first and the second guard posts, plus the two soldiers that were chained to, they came to the iron gate that leads to the city. It opens to them all of its own accord, and they went out. And That's spooky, right, when doors just open by themselves. Went out down the street, and immediately the angel departed from him. And when, and when Peter had come to himself... He said, now I know for certain. Now, Peter was thick-headed. Now I know for certain that the Lord has sent his angel and has delivered me from the hand of Herod and from all the expectation of the Jewish people. You know what? Some of us need to be delivered from people's expectations. Pastor needs to be delivered from your expectations. Yes. Yes. So while this is all going on, people are praying, right? They're, they're, they're in the house of Mary. This is the Mary that's the mother of John Mark. Y'all know, y'all remember John Mark? Remember he and, he and uh, Paul had a fallen out and then they got reconciled. And, and John Mark is the Mark that wrote the gospel of Mark. So they're at his mom's house. I don't know if John Mark's there or not, but mom's there, right? And mom's there, I don't know, a dozen, 15 people, who knows how many people are there. But they're all gathered together, and they're all praying together, right? And as Peter knocked at the door of the gate, now this is not the door to the house, this is the door to the gate, a girl named Rhoda came to answer. See, now, wait, hold it right there. So, so what's going on here is, listen, anytime there's a prayer meeting, there's the people who pray, and then there's that one who takes care of everybody. Maybe you're that one. Somebody's like, you need some coffee? You look like, you're fine. You look like you need some caffeine. Make sure there's enough donuts. Adjust the thermostats. Come on. Keep the music playing. Make sure everyone, right? Some of, you, some of you are Rhoda. You're the one who keeps everything going. Listen, they're praying so hard, they didn't hear the miracle. They're praying, oh, God, set Peter free. Don't let him kill him. Come on. And they're praying. Meanwhile, Rhoda's trying to get the coffee going, and she hears a, what in the world? There's a knock. There's a knock. But when she recognized Peter's voice, because of her gladness, let me say that another way, because she's a Pentecostal, 
She did not open the gate, but ran in and announced that Peter stood before the gate. Peter's out there like, really? This is the way you're going to do me. Can I give somebody a word? Don't get so caught up in the miracle that you miss where the miracle's taking you. Oh, that's a word you don't get. Don't get so caught up. In other words, you know, sometimes we, we get the miracle and, we, you know, what, what Rhoda's doing, she's doing, she's doing Pentecostal helicopters. She sees Peter out there. Peter's like, can you just open the gate? Can you just, can you just let me in? But, but they, they said to her, you are beside yourself. Have you ever been told that? You're, you're, just, you're just acting weird. I, I don't know what's wrong with you. I don't, know why, I don't know why it doesn't take all that. I don't know why you're getting all excited. Listen, there's nothing wrong with getting excited when, when God does something amazing. How many of you have had a miracle in your life? How many of you have been, 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 been healed of something? Amen. How many of you have just gone, Whoa, that was God. Hallelujah. And you're excited. It's a wonderful moment. Amen. But listen, don't get so caught up in it because, listen, anytime God does something in your life, he did that for a reason. I'm here to tell you, if he healed you, that's so you can get out and do things that you couldn't do before. If he blesses you financially, it's so that you can pay your tithes. Don't look at me in that tone of voice. If, if God saves your loved one, listen, sometimes people come into the church and they say, oh, man, I was out in the street yesterday, and, and I, I got this one saved. And I said, oh, really? I said, what's his name? I don't know. Did you get an address? No. I, said, <laughs> I, I was just so happy he got saved, I left him there. It's, some people are like, you know, I got, I got my little... You know, my, my Holy Ghost pistol and put a little mark. Got another one saved. Another notch on the gun. <laughs> no, 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 no. Just because God does something, that's not the end of it. Amen. Don't leave, don't leave Peter at the gate. I, I got a word for you. Amen. Don't let, don't let Peter walk away from you while you're celebrating that Peter has been released from prison. Amen. Because the Bible says, you know, he just went on his way. Listen, they, they said to her, you are beside yourself. But she kept insisting that it was so. You know, if you'd opened the gate, they would have known. They said, it's his angel. What's that about? Are they, they would sooner believe it was an angel than Peter himself. How many angels are they seeing I want to have a church where seeing angels is common. Come on, church. Not that it's all about angels, but they must have seen so many angels, they, they believed it was an angel instead of Peter himself. <laughs> By the way, if it's Peter's angel, what's the angel doing at the prayer meeting? He should be at the prison with Peter. None of it makes sense. None of it makes sense. So Peter's still knocking. I hear you knocking, but you keep. And when they opened the door and saw him, they did Holy Ghost helicopters. They were astonishing, but motioning to them with his hand, 
keep silent. He declared to them how the Lord had brought him out of the prison, and he said, go tell these things to James and to the brethren, and he departed and went to another place. Boy, they should have opened the gate let the guy in the prayer meeting. Don't miss your miracle. Celebrating your miracle. <laughs> wow. So there it is. There's the prayer meeting. It's an amazing thing. The word, and it's a word that we've been getting from the Lord lately, is this. Your loved ones are just one encounter away from a miracle. Don't say, oh, that one never gets. No, no, don't. One encounter away. That healing they need, one encounter away. Something needs to happen to them and in their life where they can't deny it was God. And that's going to turn their life completely around. Listen, for people that are church hurt, it's really hard to get them in church. But if they have that one encounter, wow, where they know it's Jesus, it'll override all that hurt. And when they just realize that God hasn't forgotten them and that, yeah, people get hurt and people hurt you, we're, we're, we're people any non-people here today? We hurt each other. We do, don't we? we? It happens. But don't abandon Jesus over it. People say, I'll never go to church again. Those hypocrites in the church. Well, if you don't get right with God, there's a lot of hypocrites in hell. Just saying. Because hypocrites aren't going to heaven. You just get right. You be a good example and go to heaven with the rest of us hypocrites that ask God for forgiveness. Oh, I know you're all perfect, but I just thought I'd throw that out there. Make sure you open the door. There's always a reason for the miracle. Listen, I told you, by the way, I'm almost done. I'm going to let you go. But listen, there's all this going on. Remember the, remember the, the guy at the gate beautiful gets delivered. Uh, then there's Ananias and Sapphira. And <laughs> that was weird. <laughs> Gives a whole new meaning to falling out in the spirit. <laughs> Some of you don't know what I'm talking about. Read your Bible. A lot of things are going on, but you know what else is going on? A lot of persecution. I mentioned uh, Stephen, and I, I mentioned James, and now Peter's in prison. And the Bible, says, the Bible says that they began to persecute the church. And watch this. As they persecuted the church, the church scattered, which was a good thing. They, they went into Samaria, and, and they went into Judea, and they, they started traveling to other cities and other countries. And, and, and it's, like, it's like stomping on an anthill, and all those ants scatter, and they, and they make eight more anthills. Come on, church. If the devil wants to persecute them, that's because the devil's stupid. If he persecutes us, it's not going to stop us. It's going to increase us. If he comes against us, that's fine. That's fine because we'll just go deeper. We'll just go farther. We'll just pray harder. God, hallelujah. It, just, it doesn't matter. For all you people that are depressed because 
whatever your politics is. Will you quit worrying about it? Jesus is in charge of this world. Amen. He doesn't need the White House. He just needs the glory house. You don't have to love our governor. Just love Jesus. I'm sorry. No, I'm not. But I'm right. I said I'm right. Don't get all lost in all the weird stuff and get yourself all upset. Listen, we're Christians first. Christians first. So watch this. Same chapter. Same chapter. Chapter 12, verse 21. Jump over to verse 21. So on a set day, Herod, remember Herod? Herod's the one that put Peter in the prison. Sometimes God can deal with the devil that puts you in the prison. So, so he's arrayed in his royal apparel. He sat on his throne and gave an oration. And the people kept shouting, the voice of a God, not of a man. And he's like, yes, that's me. And immediately an angel of the Lord. See, angels can not only release you, they can bind up what's attacking you. Somebody got that. An angel of the Lord struck him because he did not give glory to God. And he was eaten by worms. I hate it when that happens. I mean, how did they know he was eaten up by worms? It must have been one saying, hello. That's really gross. He was eaten by worms and died. But the word... He's in the grave. The worms are having a buffet. But the word. Listen, they stopped counting people and started counting the word. We don't even know how many are saved. We, don't even, we can't even keep up with what God's doing. But one thing we know, the word is growing. The word is multiplying. That doesn't mean longer sermons. That just means a greater anointing. It means the word is quick and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword. It's the word. It's not Peter. It's not James. It, it, my God, it's not anything anyone else else has done. We can't even keep up with what God's doing. We're not counting him anymore. We're just blown away by the power of the word of God. The word grew and the word multiplied and the thing that tried to stop it is dead and in the grave. Can I speak to something that's binding you? I curse it in Jesus' name, and it goes to the grave now in Jesus' name. I'm speaking this prophetically. You need to get this because the devil's been lying to you long enough. The devil's been discouraging you long enough. The devil's been telling you everything that can't happen long enough. Your friends, family whether it's salvation or a miracle or a healing, whatever it might be, deliverance from, from a, any kind of addiction, I'm prophesying in the name of Jesus. There's a harvest coming, and they are just what? The one that's been oppressing you, you've been trying to fight it, 
in all kinds of ways, but the one that's been oppressing you, God's going to either remove or save them. (laughs) Somebody got it. I said that thing that's been oppressing you, and it may not be a person, but whatever's been oppressing and holding back and keeping you in change, it's either going to die, be removed in Jesus' name. And it may not require a process. I'm here to prophesy. You're just one encounter away. You don't even have to know what it is. You just need to get in your little living room, get out that old guitar, (laughs) and just start worshiping. Invite a few people over. And let's just have a prayer meeting. And let's just watch what Jesus can do. Come on, someone got somebody in your mind right now? One encounter. Just, I can't say it enough because you're not getting it. One encounter away. Just, just one manifestation. Wow. That'll completely change everything. Before you know it, they're going to be knocking on your door. They'll be, happy. They'll be here at the church. Don't forget to open it. 